there's only one you in this world. You're like that shining star. Don't let anyone steal your power. There's only one you. So that's a gift. And there has to come a time in one's life that you have to be your own cheerleader. Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are well. We have another great episode today. Do you have a role model in your life? You know, someone who has been around longer than you and someone who can be a living example for you, let's say 10, 20 years down the road. Besides my parents, I didn't have anybody like that for the longest time. When I was working in the legal industry, I searched for women who are older than me and inspired me to be like them, but sadly, I didn't really find anybody. And I'm sure that they are wonderful women and they are role models for some, but I was looking in the wrong place. So it was just last year when I finally started looking outside of that industry and meeting like minded people. And today's guest, Maria McKeon, is one of the like minded people I met over the course of last year. She is one of those. What I call medicine woman. She is kind, wise, and graceful. Having gone through her share of physical and mental health challenges earlier in her life, she has become a powerful and reliable force to guide and mentor many others all over the world. For over 30 years, Maria has been the advocate of the nonprofit cancer industry. As well as the fitness and wellness industry. Her mission is to help people prevent disease from ever starting. She offers one on one health coaching, weekly group yoga classes, and wellness retreats. And at the age of 60, she is even more excited about what's to come. And that's how I would like to be now and when I'm 60 and beyond. And I'm sure you do too. I am honored and humbled to have her on this podcast. So, without further ado, please welcome Maria McKeon. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I am well. I'm grateful to be here as well. I feel like I got to know you so well just by chatting briefly before we hit the record button. But can you share? About your story, who you are, where you have been. I know you've been in the industry of wellness, but if you could just give us a brief synopsis of your journey so far. Sure. Well, wellness is a lifestyle, and wellness is, I believe, cultivated through your life.、Um, I hit 60. Can't believe it.、Um, I cannot believe you are 60. I mean, I... look at you. Oh, oh, thanks. Well, you know, it's an inside job. And I think that you learn that through trials and errors.、Um, you learn that through picking yourself up and just learning about life. I'll share that I remember one of the books I read in college was、um, Scott Peck's book on the road less traveled. And his、mm. first line in that book was, Life is difficult. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that became a theme and the energy of making life difficult. I did in many ways. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe it has to be difficult. I believe that we can have a lot of ease and flow and still learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And, but that philosophy is something I think you have to grow into. I think it's not like we've talked about our limiting beliefs, um, what you come in with and how that creates a life that you truly, you are living. And we're not um, given the rule book and sometimes you wish you had it. And I had said to you before, you know, (laughs) if I had all the self-help books, yeah, I read them, but did I utilize some of the things? had an eating disorder in my early 20s. Did I read the books? Did I understand what I was reading? Yes and no. But what did I do? I sought therapy. I did art therapy. I did many things to understand what was really the inside job. If you're unhappy and you don't know why and you're choosing this addictive kind of experience and also a slow suicide on some level, Mm -hmm. you're not feeding this vehicle that you are given this lifetime. And taking care of it on some level, you don't want to be here. So um, really digging down deep to understand why that you matter. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be here for a reason. And surely at 5'7 and 100 pounds at one point in my life was not exactly existing. My goodness. Yeah. And to, as a, you know, now a parent of four children, if, if I had a child going through that and knowing, A, there's not a lot I can do for you. I can help support you, but I can't, I can't do it for you. But the key was um, really for me to hear. And I think divinely, it was my mother saying to me, Marie, I love you. Um, I've given you the tools of therapy. You're trying to do these things, but guess what? I'll pick you up and take you to that hospital if you should collapse, because there's obviously you're not getting the message. Mm. And I think many times in our life, we are getting the messages, but we don't know that and i think the belief in that the gift of meditation is like prayer is like quieting the mind so you can actually hear and listen to what you're supposed to be doing that's going to resonate with your divine calling what's in your heart and you truly know what is best for you your intention at the end of a yoga class that I teach, I will always say to them, there's only one you in this world. You're like that shining star. Don't let anyone steal your power. There's only one you. So that's a gift. Yeah. And I think we walk through life in some ways, um, not really appreciating the gift that we have. Yeah. And I know I didn't. And I know the teaching of quieting the mind through learning how you know you are on a treadmill of life and we're kind of taught that go get on attitude and that doesn't necessarily get you any further in life it may cause a lot of (laughs) it may cause a lot of dis-ease yeah and the competitiveness is it truly what your soul's desiring maybe not maybe you're just because there's somebody else told you the trajectory and you are like you know going to make it to the end instead of appreciating the journey and i think that what i've learned about meditation is that it is just an easy three minute thing to do Mm. it can be longer but it's really stilling the mind to allow god 
whoever it is to hear the other voices, let them go. And you start to find in that silence a peace that is profound and that you do not want to um, let go of. Yeah. And it can be what people will say, you know, like it could be just I've been a runner and it could be going for a run, but it's a different kind of a run. Mm-hmm. It's maybe steps and breathing, counting those breaths or walk, or maybe it's a walk, whatever it is going out in nature, that can be your meditation. Yeah. But it is a practice and something that in my business, it's what I call my wellness toolbox and adding those things that are good, that are fit my wellness toolbox, what resonates with me, and then getting rid of the things that no longer serve me. So then I can allow more things to come in. And I think that's an amazing tool that you hear so many people that are, you know, successful, that have healed from um, whether it's cancer, whether it's an autoimmune disorder, whether it is a brain trauma. You know, and I've talked for many years, I ran a nonprofit for 10 years for women with cancer. And I talked about how you have an ability to calm the mind. This is a tool when you are in dis-ease and can't breathe, you got to put your hand on your heart, start breathing. Mm -hmm. Do a count of four. And then exhale to a count of four. And just see how that can feel. And we're feeling bodies and the benefits. You will see them. You will feel them and you will not want to let them go. You just continue adding. Yeah. Once you experience it, you want more of that. Mm-hmm. How did meditation come into your life? Was it introduced to you while you're going through eating disorder? It was really introduced when I first met my husband. So we're now okay. married 30 years. He was in the school for Barbara Brennan School of Healing. And that was a practice that they had incorporated. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to meditate and, and also Probably before that, my mom started meditation, did like TM. So okay. had um, that experience, but I was been brought up Catholic. So I thought of my meditation as prayer. And then when Doug and I got together, we were going to yoga together. Um, mm. And that was, you know, when you were in a church setting, not in a studio, because, you know, not many people were doing this. And at the end of the Uh, class we were meditating and i could feel the difference in Mm. myself Um, it's just like today i would call myself a flexitarian but i'm more plant-based because i feel how those nutrients either uplift and support me or don't i want something that's vibrant it's going to fill this this physical vessel that i Mm. need that i want to have for the rest of my life to be able to do all the things i want to do yeah as you get older, you start, I mean, I was always someone that cared because, but it was more from your physical and what you look like versus what you're feeding your body. Mm-hmm. And now it's the whole package. You have to be, you know, you walk your walk and talk your talk. And, and I do. I and it shows. It. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, you look amazing. Thank you. I get vitamin D, get outside. Um, like we were talking about, you know, you start to recognize people in your life that are no longer serving who you want to be. Yeah. You're in situations and you start to really go, okay, I have one life to live. And how am I living it? And do I want to be around this person that I am today? And mm. I think it's the Buddha who says pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. 
Yeah. And truly, I think that that has become ingrained in our society, mm-hmm. that the hustle culture, that just the hamster wheel of life, you're on it, the treadmill, you know, and even to the point I can see myself, you know, we're talking about the treadmill, you know, being on the treadmill. I brought my kids as a personal trainer, as a yoga teacher, as in fitness, um, I would bring my kids to the gym and I would be nursing a child on the treadmill. And it's like, Maria, hello, (laughs) you just sit down and do this, you know. But I was like, no, multitask, multitask. But can we really multitask? You know, and then people are like, Maria, you're amazing. Am I? Like, let's like take that lens back. Was that really amazing? I don't know. I don't think so. Today, I wish I sat down and just really chilled out to it. And given my child the nurturing, the time, the energy, instead of hearing the treadmill. Mm. you know but yeah. you learn through experiences and you say no i don't want to do that any longer you know, i think I, that's the beautiful gift of getting older yes i am 46 now and mm. i am so glad that i have gone through a lot of things in my life mm-hmm. earlier and have gone through some hardships because without those, I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't have taken a lot of things seriously. Right. And I wouldn't have have as much compassion toward people around me or appreciation toward myself. Yes. Yes. And in that, you know, like pain being that motivator. Yeah. And I think I grew up like maybe you too, in the sense that no pain, no gain. Yeah. (laughs) But there's also the, you know, kind of sadistic pain. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was definitely into that space. Yes. And how, you know, not very beneficial that is to jump into that energy of no pain, no gain. Because then you, I think, shut off the feeling. You shut off. Yeah. You know, you decompartmentalize your mind, your body. And I was like, no, mind, body, and soul. Your soul's, I, you know, I've said cancer is like that little love tap on the shoulder. Hello, look at me now. What's mm-hmm. going on? But what I've learned is that um, through many teachers, many doctors, it's like, no, a trauma, something happened several years ago. And you just kept band-aiding it up, you know, and then your body's talking. We're just not listening. Yeah. And I think that today our world is... I think the pandemic created people to say, oh my goodness, I have to take care of this immune system instead of being in fear and it brought up as a collective, oh, we need to address this and how are we addressing it? Yeah. And I think the benefit of having a practice of meditation and yoga, knowing having all these already very effective tools allowed me to maneuver through maybe with a little bit more ease Yes. And compassion and huge empathy and also having the ability to really ground and stay in my lane and realize you too have your own path Mm. and appreciate that we have our own um, inner GPS and our own guides of our life. And I'm not God. And I have to just honor each other, like uplift and support each other, but be empathetic, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's really being a missing piece in my life because I was just so busy trying to survive, just being on that treadmill of life. 
Yeah. When you are on that treadmill of life or hamster wheel of your life, yes. you cannot really see that much around you because you're just, you know, looking ahead the same direction and keep going and going and going. You don't even know where you are heading most yeah. of the time. And you yeah. don't have time to look left or right or anywhere. Because if you do, mm-hmm. then you fall off of the wheel. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> try to stay exactly. on there as much as possible. Exactly. That's how I felt. A hundred percent. And I, that's one of the reasons why I love when I'm teaching and I might be doing a balancing pose and maybe I'm doing um, Uttanasana, which is your chair posture. Mm-hmm. And I'll allow them to roll up on their toes, you know, and I express this is the balance. And I go, you know, you've got those high heels on in life. And are you tipping forward in the future? Because if you are, you're going to fall. And let's, and if you're going in the past, or you're going back, you're staying there. We need to be present and you need to feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself is cultivating a meditative practice because it's a grounding and it's your center where you move from, your powerhouse where you navigate. And, you know, in fact, it reminds me also of martial arts in the sense that you're embodying this feeling of protection yet you're able to be agile and flexible mm. in your perspectives um, yeah and and something can push you off too because it needs to get you back you know off yeah the track. you kind of need to get off balance in order to know your balance yes that's yes. what my um i take a, a bar exercise Mm -hmm. online and my instructor i love my instructor she is a former professional dancer and Mm -hmm. she teaches amazing classes and she's like it's okay if you're wobbly it's just your body trying to find the balance so don't be afraid of that imbalance and that Mm -hmm. applies to life itself too not just to exercise but everything that we go through in life like we feel sometimes really wobbly. Oh, Things yes. are uncertain, unknown, and it's scary. And our mind wants to grab onto something certain, but sometimes we don't have that. <laughs> right, right. We don't have those um, that something protection. And that's why I think that if you have your inner strength and you're, you're constantly looking out, then you're going to get pushed off a little bit more. But if you have that ground itself, and I think that it takes the word authentic is just being overutilized. But, Mm. you know, and I think of like your soul purpose, like, who is Maria? Is she coming into the door the same person she walks out of the door? And I would say yes. In times in life, I probably know. But we all know, like, you know, everybody wears the mask. What mask is it on? Or some people live that mask forever. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, when's that going to crack? And you see it crack, you know, and I don't want to do that. I want to meet you with who you're meeting. And it's so much easier. Isn't that the ease in the flow? Yeah. I've lived a certain part of my life as somebody that I was not. Mm-hmm. And, but I did not realize that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like sure. double blinded. Mm-hmm. And one day I kind of woke up. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have not been true to myself. That means I have not been true to everybody else around me. 
And there was like a very scary wake up call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you have that opportunity to reframe and change, right? Because you're given that gift of, yes. And that's, it's like today's a gift. How are we going to utilize the gift and move forward in our life? And like we were talking before offline about raising our vibration and being this being that you want, but because we are doing this, then it's going to help the collective. And as you know, people that we are caring individuals, we want that. We want that sense, I think, as a you know, community, a true community where it's uh, meritocracy is what they say with everybody's like, you know, it's n- not the corporatocracy. It's right. You know, we're all sharing and caring. And I envision even this that, um, you know, the farming and things like that, like cultivating, um, taking care of the earth. If we had that belief system in place a little bit stronger, maybe we wouldn't have all these problems. You, know? you talked about raising vibration. Yes. Individually, and also that would affect the collective. Absolutely. How can we start doing that? How can we even like get motivated enough to raise our vibration? Well, I think you have to recognize first that you you even even understand what vibration is because mm-hmm. we're all energy. Yeah. And I think for some people, those terms are different. They don't get them. And I would always talk about energy of you know, I walk into the room or, and you meet someone, what's your feeling? You know, mm-hmm. like if it's a, your gut feeling and that to me is vibration. Are you, and it's also the chords or that you have a similar vibration and, or is there someone you're, if you just tuned into the room, who would you want to go to walk towards or walk away from? And then I also would do the analogy of foods and they say you know your energy's through your hands so i would go over to the food of the apples and i would just close my eyes and just go okay apples which ones do i need to purchase today where do i need to go and your tuning fork of your arm will actually enter and i will play it as a game with yourself and you'll tune in where should i be going if i think as we Mm. open up the perspective of even in driving hey god hey universe where do I need to be today? What's in my best interest that I can help serve? Mm-hmm. Maybe in that meditation in the morning, you know, I'll always, before beginning, you know, getting out of bed, say three things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Focusing, how do I put my feet on the floor? Mm-hmm. Do I have an alarm? No. Did I? Yes. And what did that do? Raise my cortisol. Yes. Right? Yeah. That- And, you know, of course, at that point, I felt it, I knew it, but I didn't have tools to change it. And I had four kids, I had to get out the door, Yeah, you know, uniforms and food and da 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 da, you know, so we were, we were pushed to do, we did. So now you're like, oh, that wasn't very good for my kids' health. That wasn't very good for my health. (laughs) And our world does, is programmed to do that. There's a different way. See, yeah, it's so Mm -hmm. easy to get sucked into it and then believe that's really the only way to live. Absolutely. Like the word, um, I want to say the word manipulation, but I want to say seductive. Like we have been on some way seduced 
as a society that, you know, and I will use like Hollywood or, you know, Disney, like that's the way to be. Yeah. And not necessarily is that even reality, <laughs> right? It's a movie. It is a made up story or mm -hmm. image. Mm -hmm. And enough people buy into it and it becomes the reality, so to speak, for right. the collective. But no, yes. is it really? <laughs> right. And I think that we have to manage our life a little differently today. We've been thrown a bunch of um, curveballs. Yes. And, and people did not have enough coping skills. Yeah. And I think that luckily, I've been talking so much about meditation, about food, about movement. These are things that will help your physical body and your mental body and your spiritual body. And that they are paramount today is our brain health. Mm. And, you know, look at all the brain scans are doing with meditators. Yes. And they showed even like, I think there was something on New York Times about people that meditate didn't get COVID or just as bad, you know, it's like, okay, guys, you know, yeah. or healing from, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He himself walking and how many other people are just average people that have had experiences, you know, that you and I have met through our courses that did the same thing. Yeah. You know? So it's um, possible. And maybe you and I are doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. We, who knows? I've been healthy, <laughs> you know? And so are you. So maybe we are, that's the prevention piece that I've always talked about. That should be adding that to the my wellness toolbox. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you added all of those tools as you went on. It was not like you got whole bunch at one time. Well, I think... The fitness part, I started at 18 and I started working in a gym. It was an all women's gym and it was the choreography. So I started, it was called uh, Elaine Powers and it was power size. So I had that. So I've not stopped with four kids and still teaching today. And, you know, when I first met my husband, I was teaching, you know, 6 a.m. classes. And he was like, what are you doing? Well, oh, it's high, high impact aerobics. You want to come? <laughs> aerobics, come on, you know. And now, um, you know, and luckily, I learned things along the road to keep my physical body strong and to try and reverse disease and do things a little differently outside of the box. And so far, so good, you know, for healthy children, for healthy yeah. home births. And I'm married together you know, 30 years and a good relationship. So I think it's a multiple of things. And I think you learn what works for you. And then you will continue to grow and learn. Can only imagine what, you know, 2023 is going to bring. Adding retreats to my repertoire, of, you know, now um, with other collective of people that are either meditators, Reiki, um, Chinese medicine, and acupuncture. And what I'm going to learn from all of those ladies to enhance my life and then pass it on to people, you mm -hmm. know, and you, you will see as your daughter, you know, you see the gift of your children coming to you as, oh, I want to do this. Can you help me? My skin's breaking out. I don't want to do it. I'd like to do a detox. I'm noticing I need some, I think my liver's clogged. Yeah. Okay. This is what I did, but you might want to find another way. So I think you will see that in your, uh, th that'll be naturally brought to you. Like I'm sure people come up to you and say, how do you do this? What were mm -hmm. you doing? And how, what made you get through this transition from Chicago to 
Sarasota, I'm sure it was your meditation practice. You had something that could still you. You had something that could ground you. And yes. We all need those. I just cannot imagine how I survived all of those years without meditation in my toolbox. I didn't have a toolbox. There was nothing in a box, but the box didn't exist either. <laughs> like at some point, yeah. I had to go get the box and oh, yeah. started putting things in there. Yeah, your survival and book. Yeah. It took me a health crisis almost to do that, to realize that I need something like that. And I think so many of us are doing have that and don't realize. You and, said uh, that like really listening to yourself and then finding out who you are, your soul's calling, mm -hmm. what that is. Can you share how you get to that space? I mean, through meditation, through yoga, yes, but we want to find a way to, you know, like the biggest question that most of us have is like, why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing or who are we supposed to be in this lifetime? Um, well, my first inkling is to say God had me come here for a reason. I don't think through really many years of not eating disordered life that, you know, really that I'm alive. Mm. And when you're talking today, there are many programs that are available. They were none for me. I was fortunate that I was had therapy. I was fortunate that I went to 12-step programs, that I sought out people that could help me see me through their eyes. Mm. And the searcher in me to understand why did I go down that lane and to see how that theme can play out. So ultimately, you have to be happy with you and you have to wake up every morning, you know, with Mel Robbins saying, giving yourself a high five. Mm -hmm. Why was I a runner? Because you're getting that energy of a collective group. They were all doing something positive, but they were all cheering each other on. And there has to come a time in one's life that you have to be your own cheerleader. Yeah. And at 60 years old, I finally have had so many different situations that I was my cheerleader, mm -hmm. even if I didn't believe that cheerleader, but I had to be that cheerleader. And I do not want to waste one more day. I don't want to waste, give my energy to something that no longer serves me. Someone said, you know, um, your past is like a canceled check. It's gone. <laughs> it's no value. <laughs> no value. You learn from it. And then when you can see your pattern of repeating it. And mm. I do believe that meditation is that one tool to reprogram you. We talked about the brain and how a consistent practice of, and I do this every single day, breathing techniques add more, take away, but there's consistency. I am reprogramming my brain yeah. and you'll feel it. And I can tell you after some trauma from my past nonprofit, you know, I didn't realize what it took a toll of and I'm reprogramming it and I'm letting go of the trauma, letting go. I'm learning to um, discern, learning to trust, learning to heal. You know, I'm about prevention. I wouldn't want this to happen to my children. But I know mm. that they need lessons. I know you need lessons. Yeah. The empath in me doesn't want anything to ever happen. You know, right. I take it on myself. 
And I don't necessarily think that's really good. Mm. You have your own backpack. You got to let go and take down, take off. So do I. But I don't need to put the backpack on and then your front pack. Right. Or your back on my front. Why? Just keeps weighing me down. Yeah. And I'm eliminating you from learning. And just like our children, I'm eliminating it. It's not really benefiting you. I want it to benefit you. So I need to back away. And I think meditation lets you do that because you see yourself. You know, yes. you're the observer. Yeah. Like knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so critical yeah. in order to live a healthy life, in order to live a peaceful life. Because mm-hmm. life happens mm-hmm. no matter who we are being, right? There are hard things to deal with. And when that happens, how well are we prepared? Correct. And that's why you need different coping mechanisms and tools and awareness. And I do feel that your core value, your core self, you do know her. Mm. You know, kind of, she's hidden. And I think Mm. when you come in, my belief is you choose. It's a choice. You know, on some level, I'm choosing when we're talking energy, I'm choosing for the lesson to come in to teach me something. Mm. Things just don't happen, you know? Yeah. They say that doesn't happen to you. It happens for you to, you know, transcend it, move, transform, learning to realize when I'll often, you know, hear words that we choose to use out to ourselves, to other people. They have a resonance. We're calling Mm. that energy in. We're unkind. We're going to just get it back to us. It's like the mirror. Yeah. I had said to a woman, I was with her last weekend, and she said something to the effect of like, I need to get through this. I need, I go, well, you know, it sounds like there's like this, you have this Debbie Downer energy that's just there hanging out. You don't even see her. And that's, Mm. you're bringing it in. And you're not even recognizing you're, you're choosing that. The universe is listening to whatever you're saying in your mind or you're speaking out into the world, it's coming back to you. That is so accurate. Even though like it's invisible, it manifests externally eventually, so it becomes visible. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you said, like there's like Debbie Downer, you know, mentality yes. energy right. up there. Like I mm-hmm. feel like how I was raised, how I lived my life for most of my life, I feel like I have this concept of I somehow have to suffer or struggle in order to get what I want or get where I want to go. It's just work hard. Without that, you would get nowhere. I mean, that belief system is really ingrained in me and I have to really ask myself like is that really true do I have to suffer is that like a virtue (laughs) it's almost a virtue in me you know what I mean well it's ingrained like you said you know you're supposed to be suffering here on earth and your glory is up there well no I want to bring the glory down here I want to be in the joy yeah. And how much, how much more we could accomplish if that energy was so much more prevalent mm. instead of the worry energy, the fear energy that's just so stifling and constrictive that yeah. when you are in fear, you can't breathe, you're cold, you're isolated, you're just, yeah. oh, you know, you have that angst. 
when you can breathe and it's so much more expansive mm. and then you allow all that and that's the other gift people don't recognize once you feel that difference then all of a sudden there's our creativity there's like you and i were saying okay what's the next move for us i said well i guess both of us need to meditate on it <laughs> and visualize it like okay i'm open yeah i'm open and am I open? So just acknowledging, maybe I'm not so much. Okay. Because you have all those other voices. Yeah. Which aren't really yours. Yeah. I'm just picking it up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I do this one posture and I'll say, okay, um, you know, it's a leg extension, really essentially. And I'll say, you know, kick something away that no longer serves you. You do not need it. Thank you so much. Leave it away. It's gone. Goodbye. And really using that as a, you know, it's outside the door, no longer serving us, let it go, dissipate. But how much energetically is our hand still pulling it back in? Oh, no, oh. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> you know? But you are proof positive that change is possible and that you can close the door and make the choice and then be open and willing to um, step through the next new door. You know? Yeah. It's like the dating game. <laughs> You don't, you, I guess, like, had the picture of the dating game. You're like, you know, three doors, which one are you going to choose? You know, <laughs> you don't know, right? That's what I was picturing, actually. Yeah. Do you mm -hmm. feel like throughout your life, you have been like aligning? It's been a process of aligning yourself with who you really are. Yes. And guided. Been guided. Yes. Uh, Barbara Brennan talked about. And also, I think Abraham Hicks really, you know, when you hit a certain age that your clairvoyance, because you're no longer menstruating, you're this, the wise woman, the sage. And I remember being in her program because I did it with my husband as well. I was like, oh man, I can't wait for that. But I'm like, man, I got a lot more living to do. And I thought, oh, but honestly, sitting here at the age that I am, I didn't think I would be me physically because i had another visual and also i didn't feel that there was these opportunities going to be available at an age of 60 because mm. art mind was limited and then mm. i think society is now breaking it um, by saying no this is very prosperous years ahead of you mm. and we're, if you so choose to take care of this vehicle well you need yeah. to take care of the vehicle it's not necessarily work, but you have to put some effort into it. So if yeah. you're going to put the effort in, then your road, you know, it's going to get bumps. It will. However, no reason why we can't live to 120. Yeah. But statistically now, what is 76? And if you think about that, that would give me 16 more years on this earth. And now I'm going to start worrying about my past. Probably not so much anymore. And I look, geez, you know? Yeah. And also, I, I'm fortunate to have a father-in-law that's 94 years old. He'll be 95. Mm. Still drives. My mother-in-law passed away from lung cancer. He now has a girlfriend he met at his home. Oh, my goodness. Apartment. Yes. And it's this new life. And that's I thought, amazing. Damn, that's good. So why not, you know, learning new things. Has yeah. an eBay business. Has, you know... <laughs> Drives his Mercedes, you know, he's amazing, but it's also mindset, attitude. It is, yeah. 
both takes care, right? yes, takes care of the physical as a community has to cultivate it you know in that community they're all leaving right but he's yeah. finding someone because your energy who want, doesn't want to be around someone like him he's adding to his tools for his toolbox still yes yeah and a great mentor to to observe where yeah. I, in my family i didn't have that my dad's still here but he's not exactly healthy Mm. you know taking care of our physical body is so critical i mean yes if you don't yes. feel well physically it's yes. more difficult to feel positive yes however the body follows the mind yeah so you can focus on getting that mind and just visualizing your i mean they've done the studies yeah you know whether you're exercising in your mind or physically or, exercising yeah. fascinating right <laughs> so i do both because <laughs> you got one life to live and how we live in it and you you need to be here i I need to be here yes um we need your wisdom we need your medicine mm. well yeah we all we do and we need each other to uplift each other and support each other and as we both said how important it is to find like-minded souls along the road to share the time you know i appreciate your time i appreciate you reaching out to me and we have I learned so much from each other yeah and um it's made my day oh likewise right. it's such an honor to talk to somebody like you who has gone through the journey Mm -hmm. and who is showing me the proof that I could be when I um your age where yeah. I could be you know I mean just being you is being the uh, great example for all of us so oh, it's an honor to witness that and also be able to connect with you and mm -hmm. just be in your presence I feel the same thank you Yeah. You said that you're doing a retreat in Florida? Um, yes, I'm going actually to Florida and I'll be working with a couple of people. We're putting on a, uh, a smaller retreat at St. Augustine. And okay. I think our big retreat we'll be doing, um, not big, it'll be like 12 people. And it's looking like it's going to be in Hot Springs, um, Arkansas. And um, that'll probably be in June. Okay. And, um, but Generally, what I've been doing with my business is I do health coaching one-on-one. Um, -on -one. I will be having a, I think, a, a group program starting. I have those in the works. And then um, I do teach virtually and um, teaching yoga. And uh, I do training as well in person now, thank God, since yeah. we're back into um, in the gyms and yeah. you know, studios. So, And then I live by the beach like you. And I get to walk and put my feet in the sand and do beach yoga during the summers here mm. by the Jersey Shore. So another beautiful place to uh, visit. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure stay tuned. We can use some breath work. We can do, you could be the meditation guide, right? You never know. Oh, that's exciting. would be great because art therapy was. Yes. Beautiful. How can people find about more? I have a website, um, okay. mariamatian.com, and then um, I'm on Facebook and on Instagram, and feel free to reach out to me.
And I think it's also good to see some of the work that I did do for mm-hmm. over 10 years at the nonprofit was Mary's Place by the Sea. And in that, we served several women um, from all over the country that had some type of cancer. And um, we served them with our heart and our soul. And um, it was a gift for me to learn. And I'm glad that the prevention piece that was missing, I'm creating that on my own Mm. uh, and forging that new path for wellness because it doesn't have to exist. Cancer doesn't have to exist. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you're doing that work. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Because we have to be our own healthcare advocate. Yes. I care about our world. I care about you. I care about we're the collective and the un unneeded suffering that's out there that um, I pray that we end it, you know, and cultivate the peace. And I often would have said, which I did say at Mary's Faces, I took my yoga off my mat in order to help other people and let them get back on their mat to know that's your home. Mm -hmm. And then your home to me is, is your physical body. So how are you treating your home? Sometimes it needs to be a you know, whitewashed, and sometimes it needs to be power washed and, you know, roto-rootered and whatever, but, you know, it's still your home and taking care of your home. Yeah. Only you can do it. Yes. And then that's also a good thing, right? Absolutely. And I think that we don't have to do it alone, Mm -hmm. but we can do it with um, like-minded people and raise your hand and ask for someone to um, come along with you. It's a good thing yeah. because we feed each other's energy through the heart, through the heart, through the heart. You feel it. I feel it. I feel it today with you. I do too. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. My pleasure. I am so thankful for having this conversation with Maria. Here are the takeaways. Number one, are you making your life more difficult than it has to be by having the belief that life is supposed to be difficult. Take some time and reflect on your beliefs that you might not always be aware of. Number two, whose voice are you listening to? Are you living the current trajectory of life because you want to or because you believe you have to for whatever reason? Number three, Meditation is one of the helpful tools to have in your wellness toolbox. As you go through life, add what helps you and remove what doesn't. Number four, sometimes life gets crazy and knocks you off balance. But if you are grounded in the knowing of who you are and what you're here for, you can navigate life with a little more ease and flow. Remember, in life, Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Number five, we are all energy. We are also all connected to everybody and everything else. So when we raise our own vibration, that would raise the vibration as a collective. And the opposite is true as well. When you lower your own vibration, that would affect the collective consciousness. Number six, There comes a time in your life that you need to become your own cheerleader. You are the only person who can make a decision for yourself and proceed with what's best for you. There is help, yes, 
But ultimately, you need to be the one to do it for yourself. Number seven, consistent meditation practice can reprogram your brain. You become the observer of your thoughts and patterns, which allows you to become more aware and creative and open to new possibilities in life. Number eight, your physical body is a vehicle you need in order to live this lifetime. Take care of it. Number nine, the words you speak to yourself and others hold certain resonance and affect everything and everybody around you and echo back to you. Choose your words wisely. Number 10. What the society has labeled as a post retirement age can be such a prosperous time in your life if you so choose and if you take good care of your body. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find more about Maria at her website, mariamakion.com. You can reach out to her through her website or through her social media accounts. I will leave all the links in the show notes. And if you're wanting to improve your health but not sure how or where to start, I highly recommend that you reach out to her. I'm confident that she will be able to help you find the right tool or tools you need for your wellness toolbox. Thank you so much for listening. If this conversation touched you or inspired you in any way, please let me and Maria know. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it. As Maria said in this episode, we don't have to take the wellness path all by ourselves, we can do it all together. And come join our private Facebook group called Why Not Meditate and hang out with me and other meditators there. I will leave a link on the show notes so that you can just click and join. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?